The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, welcome back. It's the guys from Notebook Wagering College Edition this tonight. Did the NFL NFL show should be dropping here in a little bit. And if you can hear my dog going crazy outside, what can you do? But it's my dog is going crazy outside right now. So <laughs> college show tonight, myself, Smitty, aka Teaser King, sitting across from me. J Cam, our stack guy. J Cam, how are you tonight? I am good. Uh, like you said, the NFL show should drop. Been running through the college games here today. Uh, not not a whole lot of great matchups, but still some good ones, some good traditional matchups this weekend, and some uh, teams that have been surprises having some big games on the weekend. All right, man, we're excited. We have, I'm going to say, we probably have one of our favorite guests that we've had on multiple times. This guy, again, where I grew up from, you knew who he was. I've said that on previous shows. You knew who this guy was. <laughs> If you watch college football back in the day, <laughs> man, this guy was everywhere. South Carolina legend, quarterback Steve Tannehill. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good, guys. Glad to be back. Oh, man, we are excited to have you back. And we're going to just pick your brain. A lot of college games just to see where you're at with some of these teams this year. Maybe where the South Carolina program is. So let's just start right there. Let's go South Carolina, Kentucky. Steve, what do you think so far? What's your overall grade or opinion on the South Carolina program? I think Coach Beamer's doing a, a really good job. I'm, I think he's got the program headed in the right direction. Um, doing a great job recruiting. Uh, he's a young coach. Bottom money-wise of the SEC, I mean – you look at Jimbo Fisher, if they want to buy him out tomorrow, it's what, $88 million. Beamer's contract's 2.5 a year. So um, I think he's doing, I mean, he's doing as good as Jimbo, for sure, um, with a lot less five-star recruits. But the one thing I'm a little disappointed in this year, Pippi. I'm sorry, guys. My dog hasn't seen me all day. We got dogs. We got dogs. My dog's outside. Your dog's going crazy. We love it. It's a dog show. Let's go. <laughs> it's dog week. Might be dog week. I'm dog right. week. I like, I like that. <laughs> Let's take the dogs. Well, I don't know. South Carolina looks like they dropped a six and a half. I thought it was 11. I mean, what's going on? Um, but I, I'm disappointed in how our defense has played this year. If you go back and look at the Arkansas game, Arkansas's first three drives, I think, was 15 plays, touchdown, 12 plays, touchdown, 11 plays, touchdown. Well, obviously, we're not going to stop them. So then the offense is kind of playing a catch-up game, and and then we never caught up. And then, you you know, you think, oh, Arkansas is that good, and, you know, Bama just takes it up and down the field on them. So, and again, I'm not comparing South Carolina to Alabama by any means, but um, – I'm disappointed in our defense. I thought our defensive line was going to really be good. We got, what, two five-stars up there, a four-star, some guys that have played. And uh, I just don't think the defense has played that well. Um, really, we can't stop the run. And here we go against Kentucky team that got Rodriguez back. And I'm going to tell you, it was a different Kentucky team last week because Rodriguez, he's a tough runner. And um, Kentucky really should have won that game, you know, three times in the inside the 40 and get no points at the end of the game. And I'm definitely not sold on Ole Miss, but I, I just, I don't know how to call South Carolina yet. I, uh, now we, we can get beat by Kentucky and then we have an open day and get beat by Texas A&M. And if that happens, I mean, what, what's the next games we're going to win? Are we, we going to win anymore? I mean, Mizzou just played Georgia pretty tight. Um, you know, we got to go to Nashville. You'd think we'd win that game. Tennessee's <laughs> their quarterback. 
to me, the Tennessee quarterback should be up there in the Heisman race. I mean, he, he, now he is like 26 years old, so he's got, he's got <laughs> that going for him. But, um, I mean, he, he's having a heck of a year. So, um, you know, I, I, I just don't see where we're going to win a game if we can't beat, you know, these teams coming up. And we had a good year last year, but then we come back and we win four games or three games and, I mean, that's obviously that doesn't look good. So um, I'm concerned about the program because I I really believe in Coach Beamer and what he's doing. But where we're at right now in this season has me a little bit nervous. Yeah, Steve, you mentioned the defense has struggled, but they've also been pretty hurt, right? I think there's at times they've had eight or nine starters missing from some of these games. Now they, they got a little healthier here the last – they had a couple kicks here with South Carolina State and then the week before. So are they healthy coming into Kentucky? Because that's the issue with Kentucky, too, is that there's some rumors out there that maybe their quarterback's not right. Well, that's the thing. You know, we're not playing, um, you know, in the ACC where, you know, you have a tough game here and a tough game there. This is the SEC. Everybody's good. So you're going to get beat up. So if you don't have – you know, roughly 40 guys on defense and 40 guys on offense that can play. You know, I understand there's a difference in the 11th guy and the 25th guy, but you got to have somebody that can play. And, um, you know, we were caught in that, but we get our, our defense, you know, we get um, Darius Rush back this week. Now we lost two guys that were playing good with ACLs and they're not coming back, but, you know, we still have pickings who who was a you know he was a five star and dropped to a four star at the end but you know there that's a kid that they said last year could have came out and probably went in the second round because he handles I mean he takes up to every play well I mean if he's taken up two I mean where are the linebackers at you know green number 44 has played for us for like seven years um so I mean it's not like we're you know all of a sudden we got a freshman in there, which we got some freshmen and uh, I think we ought to play them, you know, um, and injuries happen and it's part of the game. It's definitely part of the SEC game. So I, when, when coaches say that and they, Oh, we're this and that, I mean, it's the SEC, you better build depth and you can build depth with two and three stars, you know, if you coach them up, but you're definitely not going to, I mean, you're the same 11 guys that start week one. They're not starting week six, not in the SEC. Um, that's just how it goes. So, yeah, we're going to get some guys back. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think that's been our issue. Our issue to me has been our defensive line has not performed to how everybody thought they were going to be to start the season. Yeah, you know, Steve mentioned everybody that, that you know, the line open at minus 11 and a half. It, it is down to minus six for Kentucky. The over under right now uh, is at 46 and a half. And Jason said there is some questions on um, the Kentucky quarterback. Levis. Is he going to play? I think it's a finger issue right now. I'm hearing from some people that, you know, we talked to not looking great. So you're going to probably expect. Kentucky to really pound the ball in this game because again, South Carolina has not stopped the run. So that's an issue right now. You know, and I think the other key for South Carolina is that I like South Carolina in this. I'm going to throw it out. And I, 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 you know, I play teasers. I like teasers. I got a couple straight plays I'll mention, but I did put tease up South Carolina in this game. I think I got it up to about uh, last night, about 12, 12 and a half. I think I got it. I like adding a teaser just because of the injury. With the quarterback, they got to stop the run, though. But the big thing with South Carolina, Rattler, don't turn the ball over. Goodness gracious, turning the yes. ball over is way too you much. Know, I hold a bunch of records in South Carolina. I, I'm not even close to the total interceptions record. Todd Ellis has that by himself. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they said if Rattler comes back and plays next year, he's going to be hunting that, um, <laughs> hunting that record. He can have that. Um, but he has thrown a lot of picks, and not all are his fault. I understand that. I mean, a few bounced off the guys. But, you know, that, that that's one thing that I think people 
and and media folks and fans don't understand, you can take a game and break it down all you want. And you can go to two stats. And I and I think I've said this on y'all show. I don't know. I've been on your show for a few years. But it comes down to third downs, both offense and defense. And it comes down to turnovers. And if you just take those two stats, you're pretty much 80% going to find out who wins the game. And it's just a fact. And you can't turn it over three times and get one turnover and think you're going to be moving up. You're not. You've got to play that much better. And if you go two for 13 on third down, which a lot of that has to do with getting closer to the sticks. There's a big difference between third and three and third and eight. And people don't understand that. Third and eight's tough. Um, you know, third and three. I mean, you ought to be able to shake somebody loose, or you can actually run the football at third and three. Third and eight, you know, you're pretty much passing, and the defense understands that. So um, I think Carolina needs to do a lot of things. I wish we had a true identity on, excuse me, on offense. I think the identity is we want to run the ball first. Um, and our running back has, has really started to show up. He is good. Marshawn Lloyd is a good back. He was a five-star. Um, battled through injury, you know, towards ACL year one, kind of fought through it last year. And now you kind of see him rounding out into form. But again, South Carolina State, UNC Charlotte, what is their defensive rankings? I mean, we ought to be able, against South Carolina State, the first half we played as bad as it could be. Same thing as Charlotte. I mean, it, if we're going to run the ball, just give it to them. You know what I mean? If we're going to, I don't, I don't think Rattler knows anything about handing the ball off. He came from, you know, throw first. I mean, that's where he came from. And uh, I think the best offense for him is probably in a shotgun with four and five wides and getting the ball out of your hand and, and, and playing ball. But he's got to learn how to get under center. And, and these, you know, when you roll out, hey, you know, it's okay to dump it down the three-yard outs. It's a, it's okay. That guy might break a tackle. I don't think he understands that part of the game just because his success at, at Oklahoma was pretty much spread out and throw. We really have a guy we haven't used all years, number zero. He's the best athlete on the team. They say he's the next Debo, Debo Samuels. If he's Debo, you know, 2.0, he ought to touch the ball 15 times a game. He's touching it three, four, you know? Well, I mean, even in the NFL, Debo's touching the ball 12, 15 times. So I, I just don't, I, again, I'd like to, I'd like to know more about our identity um, as a team. All right. Sounds good there. Great info there about the South Carolina game. We're going to try to hit a couple games here, key games like we've been doing the last couple weeks. So, hey, I'm jumping right in this. Let's go to one of the, the noon games. Game day is heading here. Jason, I was one week off. One week off on this. I said they should have had the, the Duke, the Duke-Kansas game at there be just to get the excitement. So it's finally there. Finally came the Lawrence here. We got teeth. And here, I'm going to say this. You know, everybody and I, I whiffed on – I probably whipped on both these teams on our conference shows. I, I mean, I know I whipped on Kansas because I said last week, get ready for basketball season. But you got TCU going into Kansas this week. Hey, TCU, what a great story there, too. A lot of people I do not think were very high on them, and they're playing extremely well. Ranked 17th, Kansas is 19th, game day is there. It's a noon game. This has... I'll give you where I like this, but man, I might look at, I already played in a teaser. I have one of these teams in a teaser, but this could be a shootout. Jason, let's go to you first on this one before we <laughs> hit Steve on this. Where do you think this game's going? I think that TCU is going to absolutely take them to the woodshed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I, I don't like I that. I was wrong last week. Listen, hey, I, let's I go to Steve. Kansas Steve last week. Well, hold on. Kansas put up 214 yards last week against Iowa State and somehow won that football game. Like, if you look at the numbers, I forget what the, the chances were, but it was like – there was like a 90% chance Iowa State should have won. I mean, they outgained them. They outdid everything. They just – they turned the ball over a couple times. There was good field position. And no team has gotten better field position this year, or at least in the top 10, than Kansas. 
So you're just seeing that offense kind of get caught up. People have figured it out a little bit. Quarterback's great, but I don't think he's got the guys around him. TCU, I, like I said, I went through their numbers today. They look pretty good. They looked really good last Saturday. Oklahoma, big game, a game that they've under Patterson, they've always stubbed their toe on. They came out, they, they took it to Oklahoma. And like I said, they're fast. They've got real good skill players. They finally figured out quarterback. I think it's just too much for Kansas. I, if Kansas' offense shows up, then they have a chance. But, you know, just looking through it, the basically Kansas' best shot in this game is big plays because uh, TCU's given some up on their side of the ball. And Kansas has had some success with big plays, but uh, they can't just grind the ball down the field. So, unfortunately, I think game day is going to bring a little jinx there. I don't know. How do you feel about this one, Steve? Well, I think TCU showed a lot last week. I mean, they thoroughly handled Oklahoma, who I think is an okay football team. Um, obviously, they were ranked. Um, I think TCU is probably just a little bit better. Now, if if the ball bounces in favor of Kansas, you know, they can make a run. And then, they, they, again, like you said, they, they didn't do a whole bunch last week they'll win but they found a way and sometimes that's those teams that are really good they find ways to win um but tcu look really really good i have a tough time still betting on a basketball school or picking on a basketball school <laughs> over a true to life football and listen man i'd love to be i'd love to be at, at, at kansas i think that'd be fun to, you know saturday i think it'd be great but i i think tcu might show them a little bit about you know, what it's like to be in the top 20 every single year. Very true. I saw a stat just tonight on Twitter, or maybe in an article, I can't remember, that they have not, Kansas has not beat a ranked opponent. It goes way back. If this article is correct, it was September 2010, Georgia Tech. They beat them 28-25. <laughs> Georgia Tech. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Steve, big win at Pitt last week. Now, come on now. Well, oh, <laughs> Pitt obviously ain't that good. I mean, Georgia Tech, <laughs> Georgia Tech, and that, that tells you a little bit about the ACC. Now, I'm going to tell you, and I know, I know we're talking about, I'm going to tell you, I like Wake Forest in the ACC. I think they throw, that offense is so difficult to play against. And they had Clemson beat, and they gave it away. I think Wake Forest, Wake Forest is good. I would, I would much rather play Kansas than I would Wake Forest. Um, that offense of Wake Forest, and their wide receivers are studs. Um, but, but Georgia Tech Pitt, uh, when number three left Pitt to take his three million to the um, seaside villa out in California or wherever. He <laughs> You know, I mean, I think that kind of that kind of summed up what was happening at Pitt. They just couldn't compete. And then they got the USC quarterback and they probably gave him one man. He probably left the seaside villa to come because he was going to be on a bench because Caleb Williams was getting that villa. You know how it works. I mean, these NIL deals, all it is is now these people can pay him real money instead of under the table money. I mean, that's really all it's come down to. Um, so, but... Uh, I, I got to go with TCU in this one, and I will not bet a dime on Pitt the rest of the year. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there goes like three of our Pitt listeners that listen to our show. My I sister's say, listen, one, Pitt she's Pitt. probably gone I now. Got, I, got, I got good friends that have season tickets at Pitt. I was trying to pull off a Pitt home game, Steeler home game, so I could go to Pittsburgh and then Pitt day game then go to Rivers Casino all night, then hit the Steeler game Sunday, <laughs> fly back Monday. But now I, I think I'd rather stay at Rivers Casino, skip the pit game, skip the Steeler game, and then just fly back Sunday. I was going to say you should have had – you should have tried to go up there a couple weeks ago, caught a pirate game, then right. a pit game, yeah. and then the Steeler yeah. game. That would have I mean, been nah, – Now I could drive to Philly. Now that would be a good game because the Eagles are really good. But now I don't know. Kenny Pickett, I like him. Now we may now we may have a shot. I don't know. My son and I, we put on our Steeler gear every Sunday, and every Sunday is just disappointing. And uh, I, I, I've changed my Steeler outfit. I think. Well, I, I, I 
I even I even bought out the Bobby Brister shirt the other day, trying to wear it and trying to do something. I'll, 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 I got the greatest shirt. I'll send you a picture. I'll I'll DM you a picture with my Bobby Brister shirt. I'll do hey, that. You need to go to Tom's Act number eighteen. Maybe that eighteen will bring the Steelers some luck. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> let's get into the next game here. Another game, uh, key game, you know, Red River Shootout down at Dallas, the Cotton Bowl, and Texas, Oklahoma. Now, records aren't great, but we got to talk about this game. You know, great game, usually really entertaining. Oklahoma's been kind of dominating. I think I hit this last year. I think I had a, Texas was up big, if I remember this correctly, mm-hmm. and – I think Williams came in for uh, Oklahoma and brought him back, and I hit the bet on this. So, game's been kind of leaning towards Oklahoma. But here's the thing. Gabriel, quarterback, doesn't look good. Concussion. Probably he took go a big to shot. He took a big shot. That was a big shot. That's why I've said for since I played 30 years, 25 years, whatever it is, if I'm a quarterback, I'm diving head first. They can take the slide rule and all you want, but I'm diving head first. If they're trying to hit me, I'm going under them. The slide rule gets you killed. Go back and look at a Hogaboom at Dallas 30 years ago and the shot he took when he tried to slide. I'm not sliding nowhere from the quarterback because if that guy on defense don't pull up, he just knocks you out. I mean, why slide? If you dive head first, he's flying over top of you and you get a couple more yards. I have never I, – I, I coached high school football 17 years. I told every quarterback, do not slide. <clears throat> you have the chance to get your bell rung. And the, and, and the poor guy from o- uh, Oklahoma, he ain't playing this week. I mean, they ain't doing the two on him, sending him back in. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like he's out. The Texas quarterback's coming back. Jason, eight and minus eight and a half over under. I wrote down 65 and a half. I still kind of like Oklahoma in a teaser, Jason. Talk me out of this really quick. Well, I mean, it just will be another situation where Texas gets up and Oklahoma comes back. I don't know if they have the capability to do that this year, though. But I don't know. This Oklahoma team starting to, like, fall apart here when you look at the numbers. Like, giving up 200 yards a game on the ground. Like, you just don't ever see Oklahoma teams do that. And the head coach is out there saying he doesn't like his linebackers, but he doesn't want to play his freshmen. Well, TCU showed they don't have any speed at the linebacker position. I mean, you got Max Duggan running 50-yard runs right down the sideline against their linebackers. I just – Texas is in a better situation right now. And, like, everything you look at number-wise, they match up pretty well. I don't like the over so much because I think both teams are actually pretty good about pressuring uh, the quarterback. It's just the guys behind them you have to be concerned about. Um, I think Ewers is coming back for Texas. Seems like they're getting themselves right. I, I got to think that game last year really sticks in Sarkeesian's head. I mean, he had that thing won. Everything was going great for Texas up until that point. The whole first half even, right? It was like, oh, Texas is back. Here we are. And everyone took Oklahoma alive, and it came, it came to fruition. And it was like there was nothing they could do in the second half to, to stop that momentum. So I got to think. They're fired up for this game. They know they're in a better spot. They've showed up pretty well. You know, they had the bad loss, Texas Tech, but, you know, they kind of went into a little hornet's nest there. Yeah, I, eight and a half is a lot, but I think Texas can cover it. What do you got, Steve? Chance for the Sooners to get this one? No, nah, Texas can run the ball. That tailback is really good. I know he had a bad fumble last week or a couple weeks ago, but he's a stud. Could go off the board one or two as far as running backs in the draft. Uh, and the quarterback for Texas, boy, he was playing pretty good when he got hurt. Um, now he ain't been making, he's only making about three million a year. So, um, I don't think he's in a rush to get back. So, I mean, he must be pretty healthy if he's coming back and he wants to play. I mean, he don't have to play. I mean, the bank account still goes up. So, um, I'm taking, I, I, I would take Texas. I might take that. I'm writing this down, fellas. I'm taking Texas. Oh man, teaser! I'm, I'm well, not te- I'm not teasing nothing. Oh, I'm a teaser Texas king. I got you. I got a good. I got a good straight game. I'm gonna throw it out. See what you think of this. Hey, you gotta remember that guy. He still has that great truck from Ohio State. He got a great truck. He got a million dollars from Ohio State. I think he took one snap. Good job for him. Smart guy. All, All right, right no, moving on, man. Go ahead, Steve. No, no, no question. Real smart. Go to Ohio State. All you do is practice. 
make a million, go back to Texas where you're from, get the rest of your NIL original deal, and have the oil men dump more money on you. Smart kid. Someone, someone is in his ear to got some sense. Absolutely. I like that. All right. Another noon oh, game. He might not play hey, he might not play next year. They spent 275000 on the Manning boy to, on his official visit. On my official visit, they took me to one bar. I mean, <laughs> somewhere, you know, and snuck me in. Somehow, I'm feeling like I got cheated. Like my dad got cheated because, I mean, they took him out to eat. But, I mean, what was that, 100 bucks? I mean, 270 And it's not like the Mannings needed the money. No. You know, what they do, pick them up in a double limo? I mean, with with like black SUVs everywhere, like what it's the president Atlanta. How do you spend 275? He wasn't there for two days. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand where, where's all the money at. The, I mean, uh, uh, the nicest hotel in Austin and a game week is probably 800 bucks a night. I mean, can it be more than that? I mean, that's 1600. I mean, it's not like that boy's drinking somewhere, you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> Now, did, I got to ask, you just said about when you went down, now you watch all these, like the movie, The Program. Now, maybe some of our, probably a lot of our audience knows that movie. At least they have a pretty girl taking you around. Did you have a pretty girl take you around the campus? Yeah, well, the program was filmed at the University of South Carolina. So obviously. Oh, I didn't I mean, know that. I, I didn't they, know that. They, yeah. No, I, I mean, we didn't have, what's her name? Uh, Swanson. I mean, I didn't have a actress taking me around and my dad was with me so you know couldn't go like it it really should have probably went but i mean it was still pretty good but so you didn't have, yeah you didn't have Halle berry taking you around or swanson taking you around nah I, I didn't get that treatment now, i got pretty good treatment but i'm just saying i didn't have a you know actress taking me around but i mean <laughs> i mean exactly and again i i I mean, they flew me in. I mean, I flew in on a private plane, the university plane, but I mean, they counted that. What I mean, what was that? A couple hundred bucks in gas? I mean, again, 25, 30 years ago, I understand gas might have been a little cheaper, but what where did the two where did the other hundred thousands of dollars come from? Like, what did they have in his room? Like, what was in his hotel room? When he went up there to his hotel, what did he have? Like ten fillets from the, the most expensive steakhouse. I mean, what what can get it to two seventy five? I don't understand. I rode the team bus from the team hotel to the game. I mean, that's free. They're doing that anyway. I, they took me to a regular seat. Where where's the money at? Like who who did who did the Mannings take all of them? They took every Manning <laughs> on the visit. You know what I'm saying? Like all the Mannings went on the visit. Like. I, 207 they had to give them like i'm thinking they gave them 200,000 in cash and then spent 75,000 you know that sounds about right right and and what's 200,000 to that boy i mean come on <laughs> good oh weekend that's fantastic <laughs> yeah, i mean all right moving on tennessee 40 heading into lsu lsu 4 and 1 right now this 8 against 25 Ryan kelly Man, that first game didn't look good. Tennessee right now, minus two and a half, over under 65. I'm going to start with Steve on this game. Steve, where's your thoughts on this? Can the Tigers pull the upset? Uh, what is it right now? Tennessee minus three. I like Tennessee. Um, I, I, LSU, Brian Kelly's a good football coach now. I mean, you can – you can go through all that, like the fake accent and, and all that stuff, but Brian Kelly can coach ball. Um, and uh, I, he's going to get LSU right. I just don't think they got enough. Tennessee's offense is so fast-paced, and I don't think LSU has enough bodies over there just yet on defense. I like Tennessee. Um, Tennessee, to me, right now is – I mean, the Tennessee-Georgia games for the East, I would assume, right now. I mean, I don't think anyone else can even get in that game. And and I, I, Tennessee can hang around with anybody right now. I, I, like ten, I like Tennessee easy this weekend. But I'm telling you, Tennessee's for real. Yeah, Jason, what do you got? Tennessee, Tennessee offense is too good. I mean, LSU defense has been really good this year, and it's, it's a reason why they're 4-1. and one. 
but they're still a little leaky on the back end. The front seven's real good, especially the front four. Now, that might give Tennessee a problem for a while, but I think it's one of those deals where the LSU offense won't do enough and the defense is going to get wore out, especially the pace of play Tennessee likes to play at. Too many plays for that team. They're not deep. They, that's the one thing. Kelly's done a great job with them, but that program lost a lot of guys. Ended up, and they're just they're playing, like Steve mentioned before, you got to have 40 guys on both sides of the ball that can play. LSU's kind of gambling right now. They don't really have that. So I think threes kind of seems like it's really light here. I just don't think LSU basically comes down to one player, the quarterback. He's the whole reason the offense moves. I think that's too much. I think Tennessee can definitely go in there and win. I know it's Death Valley. I know it's a night game, but Tennessee can go in there and win that. They've been through enough tough games already this year, even going to Pitt and uh, playing at home against Florida. They're battle-tested. They're ready to win. Yeah, Tillman, question mark with a really good wide receiver. Keep an eye on that. I have him in one of my fantasy, so I I don't know if he's going to play. And college is so hard. You never know. I mean, it's like 11 11- – 45 and they're they're finally oh this guy's not playing or this man try to play in a college fantasy like it's it's a lot of fun there's no doubt on that all right i love this game this week this we're gonna go out pack 12 we're gonna go 330 fox game utah minus three and a half over under 64 and a half utah is traveling into ucla i'll tell you ucla i had him last week i took him against washington good bet good winner for me you know, Charbonnet, the ex-Michigan running back, big Michigan fan. I really liked him at Michigan, but then he went out west, which is fine. He's playing great there. Robinson, that seems like he's been there for about 20 years quarterbacking, playing extremely well. I think Chip Kelly's good, a good coach, too. You know, I think this program, it's, it's a shame. I'm going to say this. We've said this, I think, one time with Steve on the show. You look at the, the attendance, and it's like, come on, man. These, these games are... You know, USC's coming back right now, and they're, they're exciting. UCLA, good team, ranked. They're exciting. They're putting points on. Uh, I think it's Bobo. I think they call him – isn't it Bobo, the wide receiver out of uh, – uh, isn't it Bobo, Jason? Am yeah, I wrong yeah, on the name? Yeah. Okay, right. Kid out of Duke that transferred in. I mean, he had, I think, two touchdowns last week. Really good. Good route runner. A lot of people are high on him uh, in the NFL for the draft coming up. I think this game's a little – tighter than people think i think you know we really like this utah team very good team very good defense they're good against the pass they can stop the run not bad but there's just something about this ucla team i think they're going to hang in this game now the big thing is the defense ucla defense has been a little better south alabama went out there and really moved the ball against them that's the key steve i'm going to go to you first in this what's your overall thoughts with this pac-12 matchup I kind of – I like UCLA a little bit. I mean, there's definitely no home field advantage. (laughs) There are going to be, what, 20,000 people there? Um, There's a bigger high school game here in Spartanburg somewhere tomorrow. I mean, mean, you go to Gaffney, and Gaffney's up up, just up the street a little bit, and Gaffney's playing somebody good. They're going to have 15,000. So, um, I like the quarterback for UCLA because he can do both. He can run and he can throw. Again, he's been there as long as I, – I, I don't know, between him and the quarterback at Kansas State, I think combined years, <laughs> it's got to be like 15. Like, I, I mean, 12 at twelve minimum. Um, <laughs> but they're both having good years. But, again, they're like 26 years old. I mean, look look at the quarterbacks doing good. The boy at Tennessee, he, I mean, he doesn't even get ID anymore i mean he's been there so long i mean these guys obviously it's they're they're like nfl vets after five years you know obviously you're better than you were five years ago just because you've seen everything anybody can do but i like ucla um i just think their quarterback he can do so much and uh you can say what you want but that offense isn't easy to prepare for either and and utah's good utah's a good football team I'm never sold on Utah. They just never sell me. Every year they get beat by somebody, you know, they're ranked, and then all of a sudden they they just throw a week or two out there that they play like shit, and I just – I like UCLA. Again, I'd like them more if some fans came, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think the 20,000 that were there last week, I think 18,000 of them were University of Washington fans that came down for the nice weather and thinking their Huskies were going to win. 
Like they just don't show up at all. In fact, I actually heard a really smart take on part of my take this morning saying that that's like, it's like Temple's home field advantage used to be where there's no one there. So when the teams go in there, they don't get that energy. They don't get that negative energy to get them all fired up because it's like walking out there and you're practicing because there's nobody telling you you stink because there's nobody there to tell you you stink. But these two teams are really even. Like I went through the numbers. It's pretty close. They're built almost the exact same ways. The one probably like weak link in both teams is UCLA's passing defense. You mentioned it. They had some issues with South Alabama. South Alabama likes to throw the ball around. Utah's Cam Rising, you know, he's shown he's just as good as he was last year. I think that's the difference in this game. So I'm going to take Utah just because I don't think UCLA pass defense is good. But if UCLA wants to do something here, they got to win this game. Five years in a row, Utah has beat the heck out of them. And this is where they got to take a stand to try to win this Pac-12. They've got more than enough talent to do it. And this is kind of where – this is the game's going to determine their season, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, you got to keep an eye. Utah struggles on the road a little bit. Very good at home. They struggle on the road. You know, I had them week one uh, against Florida. Florida beat them. Good game. Mistake at the end maybe cost them the win there. But keep an eye on that on the road. But, again, like Steve said, they're on the road but not the greatest attendance to really be on the road. So we're moving on here. I think this, we talked about this last night off air, myself and Jason, you got BYU playing Notre Dame. I believe this game's out in Las Vegas. Um, well, the BYU this, kids ain't having no fun. Not the Notre Dame kids. Not, <laughs> but the, the BYU kids ain't having any fun. They're joining oh the shows. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I've been out. I did go to a good show out there once, Steve. I mean, you usually do have a good time out there, but I mean, there's some good shows. So they take them nice to the senior. They go to bed early. They taking them to the senior citizens meal at 4 p.m. <laughs> and bed check at eight. Um, and this is how it goes. BYU, they having no fun. All right, BYU. You know, I think it's a, this. It's a slow start by Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame really got off to a slow start. You know, Freeman, the new coach, was struggling there. They did come back. But, again, they struggled against Cal. They had to come back against that Cal game. Now, they did play well against UNC. UNC, again, their defense is a little leaky there. So, you got quarterback issues there. BYU really came out of the gates well. Really bad loss to Oregon. I had Oregon in that game, so that was great. Then they kind of slept a walk a little bit through Wyoming, Utah State here. Where are we going here? This, I think this game's, it, it, this game could be close. I think it's going to be a really close game. Steve, where, where are you going here with this one? Well, I, I, I really like Marcus Freeman. I think he's a really good football coach. Uh, I, I really, I, I think he is, he's going to be a head coach. Very, I mean, he is a head coach. But two years ago, they said he was going to be a head coach. And he kind of, he, he walked into this program, but again, Notre Dame can't recruit like everybody else. So it's not like that they're going to get ranked high every year because it's Notre Dame. And we've seen them get in the playoff and they get blown out. So, I mean, they're good enough to get through their schedule, but they just aren't a powerhouse. This year, I don't think they're quite as good, but I really like the coach at Notre Dame. Saying all that, they probably get beat by BYU just because the BYU kids, excuse me, the BYU kids get more rest. And that's what I'm going with. Well, you got yeah, Jason. I like BYU in this one, too. I, I still don't know what's going on with that Notre Dame offense. I mean, it looked really bad at times in all the games that I've seen them play, especially against Cal. I mean, the backup quarterback could do absolutely nothing in that game. I mean, he couldn't even take a snap. He was that nervous. And, you know, it was his whole dream to play for the Fighting Irish. And, like, it turned into a nightmare quick. Yeah, I just BYU just kind of been unlucky, right? They they losing offensive weapons early, kind of played some tough games. They played at Oregon, played someone else that's slipping my mind right now, but they've been a little battle tested. They're still sturdy on both lines here, which is Notre Dame's usually how they win. Um, yeah, I just I don't think Notre Dame kind of has enough to get by them out there, but they're probably a slightly better team. But I think BYU has a better quarterback. I think I'm going to take them with the points. I think it's three and a half. I like that. I think it's going to be a close game, like you said. I, one stat I forgot in the Kansas game, Kansas 5-0 ATS and TCU's 4-0 ATS. You know, we got Jason, I know, wanted to bring this team. And this is not a marquee game, but I'm going to throw this team, local team by me a little bit, James Madison, 4-0 this year, ATS. Jason, I know you love 
You love James Madison, don't you? You said that off the air the one day. You like that team? They could play some defense. I was surprised. I thought they were going to be like a, one of the teams that moved up from one double A and they have a good quarterback and uh, they can play a little bit, but they're actually pretty sturdy against the run. And uh, who do they have this week? I actually didn't see yet. I think they're actually off. Uh, no, I think Arkansas state, Arkansas state. Yeah. No. So they're favored by 11 in that game. Arkansas state is awful. The only issue I think you have is I think the next, they're covering, they're covering Jason. They're good against the ATS too. Yeah, because they get a ton of points. <laughs> it's, not because, it's not because they have any chance of winning the games. It's a good solid spot. I got to look at JMU, though, because I think that's a look-ahead spot for them. I think they have a big game at home. They're probably their first big game at home um, coming up after that game. So going on the road, a little testy there. I think, whew, like I said, that defense is really good, though. Arkansas State is not good. But I think I would lay the 11 on the road, but I'd be nervous. That's what I would say on that one. Well, I want to do this. We got we got about like 18 minutes. We've been trying to do about an hour less than that. We got Steve Tannehill on again, South Carolina legend, quarterback, mm-hmm. great info. Steve always gets embarrassed when I think we say that on the air. But I mean, again, Steve, you are. So just come on, go with it here now. <laughs> so, Steve, I, I want to ask, who's a team? Give me a team or two that you're really impressed with and maybe a team or two that you're just like, wow, what happened this year? Well, definitely Texas A&M is the team that what the hell has happened. I mean, Jimbo's out there talking junk to Saban, gets more five stars than Saban. He's got, uh, what's his name, son at quarterback that won the Super Bowl with the Bucks. No, Johnson, I think he's hurt Johnson. now. I think he's done. Well, I mean, yeah. probably wanted to be done. I mean, they're terrible <laughs> on offense. <laughs> I mean, it really makes Traylon Burks, who was the first-round pick of the Titans, like look even better. Like what he did for that Arkansas, you know, what he, excuse me, that Arkansas team, um, not Texas A&M, but I'm, I, excuse me there, I messed that up a little bit. But Texas A&M, they're almost getting to the point they're Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, we're just going to rank them every year in the top five. And they're going to win eight games like and they got studs. And I mean, like I said, Jimbo, I was just talking about this tonight. I left the restaurant to come back here and they were talking. Someone was talking to me about college football. And I said, I want to be Jimbo. If they fire today, it's 88 million. You can buy me out of both my businesses right now for eight hundred and eighty thousand. You know, I walked today. How about eighty eight million? Like what? Eighty-eight million to quit. I mean, when they offered that to Ed Orgeron, he jumped up. He's even said it. He jumped up so fast it was seventeen million. He was running out the door. This is. I think. I think his quote was, "Point to the what door do you want me to leave, and I'll go through that door." <laughs> right. I mean, and this is eighty-eight million. So they're not even the Texas oil men ain't, ain't giving up that much money. But Texas A&M by far is the most disappointing team all year. To me, maybe the one team that has – I got a good friend in, in Knoxville, and he was really worried about Tennessee's defense. But what Tennessee has showed me is I, I just think they're almost I, – I don't think they're that great on defense, but their offense put so much pressure – that I think it, it that helps their defense. Um, I say Tennessee's kind of my sleeper team. Um, I'm disappointed in a little bit. Penn State. I mean, they got a quarterback that's been there about seven years, um, <laughs> and they always have a stud wideout. And I I just don't, you know, every year they have one wideout that's so good. And you look at Dotson, what he's doing at the Redskins. Obviously, he's a stud. They just don't. They just they're just missing something. Um, but again, James Franklin, he's got a hundred and something million dollar contract. I'm a little disappointed in Penn State. And I again I understand they're still they're still good, but they beat Auburn. You know what I mean? Auburn. Yeah. Auburn, yeah. they've been trying to fire the Auburn coach since he got there. You know, no one wants him there. I don't think he wants to be there. He wants the money and he'll go somewhere else. He came from like Boise State. So he knows nothing about the Southeast. He knows nothing about 
the plains down there and what the Auburn people were like. Um, so I'm just a little disappointed in Penn State. But to me, it's it's Tennessee and how good they've looked. Um, man, I, 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 I think they're solid. I, I don't know another team I would say, you know, has surprised me because I, th I still think it's – I'll tell you this, Clemson's offense is for real this year. DJ is is really yeah. stepped his game up. You know, he lost 30 pounds. Now he can run the ball, and, and it makes a big difference. So, um, I, I took Clemson last week, uh, you know, and they covered, and everyone was on NC State, and I, I, I'm never sold on NC State. Um, when they say it's the biggest game in six years and you're on the road, how is that the biggest game in six years you're on the road? You know, I, I, normally the biggest game in six years, you get somebody at home, yeah. you know, yeah. and they, they talked about NC State. This was make or break. You know, they've been setting this up. First of all, you ain't set up nothing in six years. It's four years. You recruit kids to play four. I understand you got some guys that might be in, in five because of COVID, but uh, Clemson, Clemson's for real. And, you know, Breesy didn't even play last week. And he's a stud. He's a first-round pick. He's a top 15 pick, defensive lineman. He didn't play. And and the guy that's the second-rounder, number five, he looks like a top 10 pick. So um, Clemson's defensive backs didn't play very good against Wake Forest. But, boy, they played good last week. And uh, Clemson is, I think, and I hate to say it, you know this kills me to say that, fellas. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> It kills me to say, but I think Clemson's for real this year. I, so I guess my two teams that maybe have surprised me, really DJ has surprised me. Um, not so much the Clemson team, but him. Um, but I'd go with my two two teams on the upswing would be Tennessee and, and, and the Tigers. That's great. Hey, Jason, really quick, man. Quick leans for you this week. Anybody that's jumping off the page at you right now to maybe keep an eye on. Yeah, I think uh, Washington State getting two touchdowns against USC is live. Uh, I know they already lost earlier this, this season to Oregon when they had them beat. Tough break for me. We had them on a money line. We had them getting points. But they're set up well to handle what USC does. And they're going to be able to attack what USC does on defense, too, because USC gives you – will let you hold the ball because basically it's all boom or bust on defense, right? They get kind of moved around. I think Washington State can control the ball. The back seven of Washington State is pretty good. Uh, you know, the, all they have to do is kind of keep close with 14, but I think they can definitely do that. Um, I don't like the fact the game is in LA, but Washington State, if they're going to be any decent, they got to be able to recruit Southern California. So that's a big game for them. That's always a big game for those Pac 12 teams when they go down there. They have to show well to be able to get people. Um, looking at some other games, kind of like some smaller games so far. Uh, Trying to think here. Oh, Bama and AM. AM has no offense. Uh, I think you can lay the points with Bama. AM's run defense hasn't even been that good either. And Bama probably, if they play Bryce Young, it's going to be really ugly. But if they don't, they're just going to play the back of quarterback. I think they're just going to run the football down their throats all day. So it might be an under just because of that. But it, like Steve said, they got all this talent going into AM. Where is it on the offensive side of the ball? Because they are the most boring offensive team to watch of all the teams. Um, yeah, I mean, my Penn State guys are off, so I won't be playing them. I'm kind of keeping an eye on Iowa-Illinois. I think that's going to be an interesting one there. Illinois has got a real good defense, and Iowa's a team I looked at when their offense. Obviously, it's terrible. But also, they've benefited from field position more than any other team in Division One, which is insane considering how few points they've put up. That Illinois defense is for real. That's a huge game for them. I mean, if they win this game, they're live in the West to actually win the West, which would be insane. But, I mean, they got all the big teams. But they're kind of built to handle all that. they got a real good defense. As long as your quarterback doesn't turn it over, you know, no one's going to run away from you points-wise on that, that side of the ball. So, those are the games I'm kind of looking at right now. What do you have on top, Smitty? Yeah, I, I'm looking at Iowa, too. I mean, that's a great teaser spot. I love that. I might play that money line also. My big one right now, I locked in last night. I have Miami over UNC. I took Miami. I got Miami at minus three. I think they're going to, you know, Middle Tennessee State went in there, played – really just ran them, ran them off their home field there. I just think the Hurricanes bounce back. I always – it's tough to trust UNC's defense sometimes. I think Miami bounces back. I like the Hurricanes in this one. I jumped on that one big last night. I love that play. 
right now I'll fire a bunch of teasers, some money line parlays. You know us, a notebook wager, man. We fire, fire, fire. We'll give it out. What a great show tonight. What an entertaining show. We got, again, Steve Tannehill on, South Carolina people. Check us out. Great breakdown of the South Carolina program, game, his input. We brought up also, just think about this. It was a college show, but we snuck in Bubby Brister. <laughs> we snuck in Mike Tomzak. And then we were just really breaking down the movie, the program, and how you get pretty girls take you around schools. I mean, what a show this was. I got a Bubby Brister football card here, Steve, behind me. Uh, <laughs> hold on here. Man, I got my dog laying on a Steeler blanket. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, I got some Steeler stuff. I got a Looks lot like of you have Terry Bradshaw's helmet, too, back there. <laughs> That's, yeah. I got a Bubby Bristol oh, on the go. side. But hold, hold, hold on here. Listen, you guys, I, listen, you guys need to understand. I, Instead of doing Bobby what Brister. I do this time of year, see that, see that up there? That, that's what time of year it is down here. <laughs> okay? I'm taking my time out, even though it's at night, instead of hunting deer to check you out. My dog's been on me because I just got home and they had a chance to take her out. Hey, I'm going to throw this in there because I just saw it. I like Wake Big this week. Army's terrible. I like Wake Big minus 16 and a half. That's my five-star pick. I love it. If I get one of those. And I better get some, like, text messages or something saying, yeah, we like that pick. I don't want to hear nothing if you don't like that pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait. I got I to gotta get the Bubby Brister shirt. I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to DM it to you here, and you're going to love that. One of the great – you know how many times I've had that shirt on, Steve, and – old like three river stadium and i'm walking around even like a pirate game and i had it on and people came up to me and said how much do you want for it i said never never gonna get it i don't you never I, probably, money's not even an object hey bubby brister if you're listening we'd love to get you on the show <laughs> he's from like louisiana or something he's like oh yeah yeah we'll find him we'll find him don't worry <laughs> Hey, everybody, thanks so much. It's always a blast. We want to thank Steve again. We always enjoy when he's on, man. We laugh probably the hardest that we do on the show when Steve's on the show breaking it down and giving us all the great picks, great info, past stories at South Carolina. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.